Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila, and today we are recording episode 15, currently on the day that it's being released. Um, it's been a chaotic weekend. As you know, I usually film these like a day before and then edit and release on the same day, but kind of got mixed up. I was spent the whole weekend at my grandparents' house and I didn't have my podcast stuff with me. So here we are recording at 1230 in the morning on Monday and I do have school later on today. So it's going to be a fun week. This week is going to be super stressful. I have a lot of things that I have to do, fun things, and some are not so fun. So it's okay. We're going to crank this out and yeah, it's going to be kind of a short episode, but we have some things to talk about. We're going to get to the point, all that fun stuff. So let's just get started. So I kind of wanted to start with some news first off, um, kind of breaking news, if you will, that we got today. Um, you guys know White Sox pitcher Liam Hendricks, such a great pitcher, such a great guy, unfortunately was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma today, um, which is really heartbreaking to hear. Uh, a guy who not only has a great personality, but also carries that personality on the baseball field. Sending love to him and his family. Um, I know that they're going to get through this. He's a strong guy. He's going to battle through it. So um, yeah, so really just wanted to take a moment really quick to kind of mention that and uh, praying for him as he goes through this. He starts treatment tomorrow, actually. So it's going to be um, long and it's going to be hard, but a lot of people are with him and a lot of people... Um, have his back so definitely praying for him during these times and yeah just wanted to kind of mention that a little bit like I said he's just such a great pitcher he's had such a great career so far with a 3.81 ERA so I definitely expect for that to just get better on from here out so yeah just wanted to kind of mention that like I said really quick and yeah transitioning to the Dodgers I just wanted to talk really quick about the Dodgers the Dodgers lost some key players in free agency and during the offseason this year, and it's been quite kind of quiet for them as well. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of big Dodger signings. Yes, they did get, like, Noah Syndergaard, um, and then they also signed Jason Hayward's one of them, but he's on a minor league deal. Um, re-signed Clayton Kershaw. A little bit here and there, but not really a lot. They also did get J.D. Martinez. But they did lose a few guys, like I was saying, Trey Turner, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, and Tyler Anderson are a few who are not with the team anymore. Um, Trey Turner, obviously, being an impact to that team for the last few years, and then also Justin Turner being on that team for a while, um, definitely played a big role, not only him, but his family as well. Just They did so much for the Dodgers organization. Um, charity events, everything. They really put a lot of their time and effort um, into every single event they did at Dodger Stadium with the Dodgers. So definitely a great guy on and off the field. Justin Turner will definitely be missed in LA. Um, I will kind of talk more about that later. But yeah, so he leaves. Cody Bellinger, like I mentioned before, is now with the Chicago Cubs. And then Tyler Anderson also leaves the team. So just a couple of guys who played relatively a big impact on the team obviously guys who've been there for a really long time Cody Bellinger and Justin Turner being just a few of them it for Dodgers fans it 
it probably does hurt, you know, seeing these guys play on your team for a very long time and now they're gone. But at the same time, it does open room, like, for new players. We know the Dodgers are known for their farm system, have a lot of guys that are going to come up and be really, really good. So excited to see that. But just wanted to mention that the Los Angeles Dodgers may look a little different this year and you won't probably see those players that you've seen for many years play this year. Um, wearing Dodger blue so wanted to say that and then another thing is like I mentioned the Dodgers have been kind of quiet not not a lot of big splashes here and there just a couple one-year contracts and a little bit skeptical about that and I think one of the big I guess you can say rumors or like conspiracies that why that the case has been you know all the silence all along is maybe they're saving up for Otani. We know that Shohei Otani is on the free agents, might be on the free agency market this upcoming offseason, so the 2023 offseason, and that's if the Angels don't extend his contract um, by the end of the 2023 Major League Baseball season, and if they don't, he becomes a free agent, and I think that's what a lot of people are suspecting. So the Dodgers could be one of those teams that are just waiting and saving up for him so that they can go and possibly make a more realistic offer towards Otani and um, get him on the team. But that's, I guess, like one of the things that people are saying. Who knows? I mean, I could honestly see it, and if that's the case, then that's good by them. Again, the Dodgers front office just continues making these smart moves. Yes, they do have the money to go out and get these players, but at the same time, I believe their front office is just capable of so much and they spend their money wisely. So I would not be surprised if that's the case and they end up, if Otani goes into free agency next offseason, if they end up going and uh, making, like I said, a realistic offer, not one just to put, you know, out there, but one with a purpose. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, but then moving on, I just wanted to talk about how the World Baseball Classic, the WBC, is coming up. That begins March 8th and goes through March 21st. If you don't know what that is, the World Blaze Blah, sorry. The World Baseball Classic is basically a big like tournament, if you will, um, with a bunch of teams from all around the world. It's basically like the World Cup, but in baseball terms. Um, you got the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Canada, the U.S., Mexico, um, Japan, Venezuela. All of these teams from different countries just come together and play against each other. And yeah, it's just a couple of weeks and it's super fun because teams from, I mean, players from Major League Baseball teams play and then as well as like some guys that are play in um, like the leagues in Mexico or the leagues in Puerto Rico, um, they come in and play as well. So it's just really fun to see all the talent all around the world. I love the World Baseball Classic. Some people don't like it. They just think it's just like a fun in games type of thing, which I agree with, but I find that interesting. I don't know. I just, I'm such a big fan of all of these international world events. Like I am not a really big soccer fan, but I am a humongous FIFA fan. Like I love the World Cup and I also love like Olympic soccer. Love that. Like the Olympics are the best because I just love seeing everybody from the world like compete against each other. And then the women's FIFA World Cup is, I'm so excited for that that is literally like I love women's soccer above anything women's soccer is just so fun to watch I just love watching all of these like world events like I said um 
and the World Baseball Classic is one that we didn't have a f- couple years back. I think like when the pandemic hit, they kind of put everything on pause and the last time they had it was like maybe like 2019 or something or it could be earlier than that. But I know for sure like it's been gone for a few years and then it's finally coming back, but it should be exciting. I'm excited to watch and see um, a few of the teams who really like have stacked lineups are probably like Puerto Rico being one of them with Javier Baez, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Correa, Yadi's coming back even though he's retired he's still gonna play um, or I think he's actually gonna be the manager I don't think he's playing I'm sorry about that I think he's managing the team and then like Jose Barrios is on the team so many talented guys from Puerto Rico are gonna be representing Puerto Rico and then Japan I mean come on like Japanese baseball players are they're not underrated because I do think they get a lot of respect especially now um, in this day in Major League Baseball but I think like just the way that players play from Japan is so different and so unique I love watching they're definitely a team that is going to come out this year and then the U.S. um, obviously we have a lot of guys from the major leagues who are going to be on that team, a few are JT Realmuto, Will Smith, Pete Alonzo, Paul Goldschmidt, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Bobby Wood Jr., Tim Anderson, Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, Cedric Malin, Kyle Schwarber, Mike Trout, Kyle Tucker, Nestor Cortez, Kyle Freeland, Brady Singer, Adam Wainwright, Logan Webb, Dylan Tate, Devin Williams, and Clayton Kershaw. And they're all going to be managed by Mark DeRosa, so... That is going to be super exciting to see. I feel like that's a really, I feel like that's a lot more than we usually have. Um, But yeah, so they're going to be representing the U.S. this year in the World Baseball Classic. So the U.S. is going to definitely be like a strong team. And then another team that I wanted to mention was the Dominican Republic always comes out too. I mean, with Manny Machado, Sandy Alicandra, who's was literally the best pitcher in baseball last season. Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Castillo, Genesis Cabrera, Gregory Soto, who we'll talk about a little bit later, got some news about him. Um, Jeremy Pena, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Gary Sanchez, like Starling Marte, Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Eloy Jimenez, Rafael Devers, Nelson Cruz, Robinson Cano, Teoscar Hernandez, Wander Franco, like all these guys are like absolutely stacked and I'm so excited. The Dominican Republic is definitely one of those teams that has like guys with just who just play like a lot of baseball but like on the fun side. Do you know what I mean? Like you're like if you're like into baseball because of like, you know, like the fun and games part that's definitely a team made up with that because I feel like a lot of players from the Dominican Republic are just bring so much energy and are just like so fun it's like watching like a little kid in the ballpark it's just so fun to watch but anyways yeah so those teams are probably a few of the strongest ones um that have played in like recent years in the WBC but yeah I'm excited for that I'm excited for that to start like I said it starts on March 8th and then through the 21st so it just ends right before opening day so I'm pretty sure they'll take a few games off for spring training so we may not see some of those players play in spring but um 
they'll be playing all around the world. So that's going to be super exciting to watch. Moving on, I wanted to talk about a little bit more serious subject. As we know, Trevor Bauer, who most recently has pitched for the Los Angeles Dodgers, hasn't pitched in a while. It's been about two years. He was out for 324 games, which is probably one of the longest that a player has ever been suspended for. Um, You know, I'm not going to go really into the details of the whole suspension thing. I think by this time, we all pretty much know why he was suspended. And for those reasons, he is not on the Los Angeles Dodgers team anymore. His suspension kind of came to an end now and now the Dodgers had to make a decision whether they were going to keep him or they were going to kind of eat the money and then let him walk and sign with another team and that's exactly what they did so the Dodgers will eat 22.5 million dollars worth of his contract and then he's eligible to go and sign with any team with a minimum of uh, with a minimum of $720,000. So, that's really the big question right now is first of all where will he sign and then I guess the more important question is is he going to sign? You know, is there any team that wants to sign him? Um, a couple of managers are saying that, you know, they don't want him to play anymore, you know, or they don't know anybody who would sign him. Um, It's going to be kind of interesting to see over the next couple of days if he does land anywhere and then how the contract works out and what kind of team it is as well. The Dodgers being one of those bigger franchises, not only within the U.S., but as we know globally, um, I think it was kind of um, maybe a more public opinion on kind of their thoughts of Trevor Bauer and things like that. Um, That would definitely... uh, cause a little bit of miscommunication amongst the baseball community. But anyways, yeah, so he will no longer be in Dodger Blue and then he will probably end up in another team or maybe not, you know, and maybe he just kind of stays on YouTube, I don't know, continues doing what he's doing. And But I don't know what's really going to happen with that. Like I said, I didn't really want to get too much into it. I know it's a sensitive subject, so... We're just going to talk about really the logistics of it and the fact that Trevor Bauer, pitching-wise, I want to make sure that this gets across, Trevor Bauer as a player, not as a person, as a player on the mound, is a good pitcher. He brings a lot of energy. We know he likes to pitch with energy. He know We know that he likes to show emotion when he is pitching. And he has put up some really good numbers. I think he's a strong pitcher. Um, Nothing to do about the way that I feel about him as a person. But pitching-wise, he is one of those, one of probably the best pitchers in the era that he pitched in. Um, In Cincinnati, in Cleveland, in Los Angeles, he did a really good job. So... Like I said, um, if any team signs him, I really think it's because of the talent that he has, and it's going to be interesting to see if anybody's going to want to take that risk because it kind of is a liability, oh, sorry, I can't even say that word, liability to sign him. So 
it's going to be interesting a little bit, but that's really the last topic I kind of wanted to touch on before I close out this episode and just mention a few little signings and trades that happened. I say a few because it's only two. Um, Speaking, still speaking kind of on the Dodger train that we've had this whole entire episode, Justin Turner, like I said, has left the Los Angeles Dodgers and is now playing for the Boston Red Sox. He joins Kike Hernandez there in Boston, and honestly, I'm so excited for them to to reunite. Um, It's going to be fun, and yeah, so he moves to Boston, and then AJ Pollock signs with the Mariners for one year, $7 million. He was previously on the White Sox, and then before that, also on the Dodgers. Um, He does take a little bit of a pay cut signing with the Mariners opposed to what his contract was with the White Sox so don't really know what went on there but he wanted to play in Seattle and that's what's going on and then last thing I wanted to talk about was there was a trade amongst the Phillies and the Tigers the Phillies got Gregory Soto and Cody Clemens from the Tigers Gregory Soto being such a talented left-handed pitcher, um, definitely a veteran guy and a guy that's been with the Tigers for a while. So sad to see him go there in Detroit, but I think he'll definitely be comfortable in that Philly atmosphere. And then the Tigers get Nick Maton, Matt Beerling, and Danny, or sorry, Donnie Sands, who is one of their prospects. I think he's ranked like number 21 in the Philly system. So they get a prospect, and then Matt Beeling, Beeling, whoa, cannot talk today. It's that 12.53 kind of talk right now. It's literally almost one in the morning. Um, Matt Beeling being one of the more above average outfielders, I really, um, he's kind of, he played in the World Series, I'm pretty sure, and he did pretty good. Um, Defensively, he's pretty good, and then Nick Mayton, Mayton, sorry, Nick Mayton being a utility guy, I think could really help out the Tigers there and they're in field. So it's going to be exciting to see what they can do. Um, But anyways, yeah, that's really the trade I wanted to end off the episode with. You will hear from me on Friday with a Cubs episode and that weekend I'm actually going to be at CubsCon. So it's going to be exciting. But anyways, yes. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I'm sorry that this was kind of like a low energy episode, but it's going to be a stressful week and I just wanted to get this out there for you guys. But we did talk about some interesting things. I hope you guys found it interesting. Thank you guys again so much for listening. I hope you guys all have a great week. Have a great day and you will hear from me soon. Goodbye.